0: Blog Talk Radio. The family on the islands in the sea with just a half a say thank you to so all on a chill the sea island. Tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the we show. We're so glad to the hunter that Hunter join We one more again as we keep uplifting to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage. Take you, take it, Hunter, chillin' for joining me. This year the queen, quite head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad if be here to crack petite one more again upon this year Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So glad if I had your chance for dedicate this year program this evening to Dr. Yusuf and Clyde, who've been the we leader of Jonah any UN and thing like that, who been the first one for Longview, but way be for her honor, self determination and thing like that. Put this here in the national forum. So we're so glad for had this one more time, one more get for take this your time during Geechee, Cultural Heritage Awareness Month for take a moment of silence for for all way Longview for do. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe O, Amen. Amen. Our mission in the Gullah Geechee Nation is to preserve, protect, and promote our history, heritage, culture, language, and homeland, and to institute and demand official recognition of the governance, the minority rights necessary to accomplish our mission to take care of our community through collective efforts which will provide a healthy environment, care for the well-being of each person, and economic empowerment. As chiefess, head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation and the official spokesperson for Gullah Geechers Worldwide. I am thankful to have this opportunity once again to join all of my listeners nationally within the Gullah Geechee Nation, nationally across the United States, and internationally around the world. I thank all of you for the over 100,000 or so listens that this program has had. And so I thank you for joining us for a very special month, Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month, but focusing in particular in this episode, as I mentioned I would do on last week's episode, on our rights as indigenous people, not just, quote, a minority group. Now, we are recognized within the United Nations Forum both as indigenous people and as a Minority because we are in the lower number statistically of peoples within North America, in particular in America, which is a member state of the UN. Well, we are minority of a minority if you want to use the U.S. classification of African American and then encompass Gullah Geechees as an ethnic group under that umbrella. But we are Gullah Geechee. We be. Gullah Geechee, Anointed People. And one of the things that has been of major interest to me are not only the various declarations, the various documents that are part of international human rights law, but also just the very constructs of the United Nations, how it functions as an institution, as an organism, as a body. And interestingly enough, I was blessed to have the opportunity to be at the United Nations for UN Week this year. And during the course of that week, it started off with the first World Conference on Indigenous Peoples, and then it went into the climate change discussion as well, and the General Assembly met that week as well. Very high security, number of heads of state there, number of chiefs and chiefesses and other grassroots leaders there, a massive number of NGOs, non-governmental organizations there to fight for the rights of different peoples and lands throughout the world. Now, interestingly enough for me was that I was there not only representing the Gullah Geechee Nation, but the International Human Rights Association for American Minorities, IRAM. And being there as a representative of an NGO that has consultative status with the United Nations, one of the things that I took instant note of was the fact that you would have an indigenous forum go on where people are talking about traditional knowledge being of value to protect the land due to global climate change but then you have the climate change meetings happen in the other building across the courtyard away from the indigenous meeting and so unless people were registered for both and could crisscross between the two and go back through more security to do so then you had one silo in one place and one silo in another and then not to mention simultaneous discussion going on. Now, if someone was technologically savvy like me, you could sit in one arena and possibly watch the other arena having their meetings and their sessions and their major speeches in the other room across the hall on your computer. So as part of what I was able to do to also engage and not miss a beat in terms of what was going on in these two places and spaces, since my major focus for being there was for the indigenous conference. So one of the things that I wanted to be able to do with this material and it will be more coming up on Gullah Nation dot com this week as I venture out on the next part of the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour and again I want to thank everyone who not only supported this in the Northeast but those who have even written since then who want to send in donations. You can still email us to G-U-L-L G E E C O at aol dot com. Go Geico at aol dot com to send in donations to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can also go to the Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook or to the sponsors of this program's page on Facebook, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and you will see a give button there. If you click on the golden give button which is on the left side of the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, and it is at the top of the page for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, you can make a contribution through there. We are especially encouraging people to support the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition this month because they house the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture, and this is also National Archives Month. And so in order to have funds to also come into the coalition and to be able to continue to protect many of the documents, many of the film footage that we've done with oral histories from our elders, some now being ancestors, that spoke of a number of these things that I'm going to talk about that tie directly into the rights as indigenous people, we need your support. You can go to dot N E T, learn more about the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and there you will also find a link that you can click for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. Again, that's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E.net, or the email is E C O. At AOL.com. And we have had people, even in England over the years, that have supported our efforts. We've had people in other countries raise money and support our efforts. So we would greatly appreciate everyone within the Gullah Geisha Nation and the United States support as well. And now, is critical when we talk about that from this perspective because many people in the United States are still unaware of the existence of Gullah Geechee culture and the fact that there is a unique African and indigenous that is on the Sea Islands from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, and that our nation goes from there in the Atlantic Ocean to 35 miles inland onto the mainland up to the St. Johns River. Many people are unaware that you got other restaurants trying the crack your teeth like I oh, shall write down anything like that, they write write any out. And so we are living right here in the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida, and we have people that don't even know as close as we are to them that we exist and that there's another language that exists amongst the people. And here it is, that at this indigenous forum, one of the top discussions repeatedly informed consent from the people who are native to a particular land about what should be done on that land or should not be done on that land, but also what was repeated was that there's a need for the recovery of indigenous languages and the recovery of of traditional knowledge. Now, it's a very interesting point because being in Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month, we have a number of people that have even tweeted us today um, that are not Gullah Geechee by any stretch of the imagination. And these people are chambers of commerce, and these people are business people who have established resorts and hotels and places right along the shoreline which have had a negative impact in terms of the environment, but they also caused the displacement of Gullah Geechee culture from the same areas where these things exist. And these are now the people tweeting about the fact that this is Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. I truly pray that they are seeking to be more aware and that thereby 100 to know better, 100 do better. And so... Here it is that when we talk about the recovery of traditional knowledge, because many of these people are not Gullah Geechee, they think that anybody, quote, black down here in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Florida is a Gullah Geechee. That is not true. And we have many people who are exploiters who are African-American, who are singers and entertainers. We have some that may have been born here and assimilated, who previously wanted nothing to do with being called Gullah Geechee, but when a paycheck came with it, they wanted to be on TV. They want to be on stage. They want to have radio programs and calling them networks of things on Gullah Geechee, but then you never hear Gullah on there. And if you do hear something, it's something they hunted down out of a book written by an Anglo woman who wasn't Gullah of course, um, and that they're presenting it back to you even though it is erroneous. So we have a lot of exploitation that is coming because people are taking a bastardized version of our language and our cultural traditions that is encapsulated in entertainment values. It has been staged for so long in a certain way to make it palatable to many other people. And then these people don't know the difference. Until they, the Yeti people, like they yet the they, they, all the Gullah connection, all the rest of like this year. they go on, you know, and walk down the road and things like that, get the son of all the people, and then they crack the teeth on the porch and things like that, and pay yazi on and things, and then when they went in talk about how he been back, and you know, with the Madaba, them, and did it, and then how he took with let each other keep on, you know, and then they're up on bunny, bonky, and things like that, they did not stand that tall, tall. And so here it is when they finally do encounter the real language, the real knowledge, the real tradition, many times it's too late or that's not palatable to them because it's not close enough to be European for them. And so, therefore, they reject it and prefer this polished, packaged stuff that people are labeling Gullah or labeling Gullah Geechee and making little ditties and shows out of that are not the traditional traditional knowledge, and it is not the Gullah language. So what these folks are talking about at the international level are truly connecting, reconnecting to those who are the traditionalists in the various communities around the world. And more often than not, you've heard me, you've heard the Council of Elders members, you've heard our Assembly members say that word particularly, traditionalists. Because we want you to understand that there's a distinction between those of us that live culture and those that figure they're doing culture. There's a difference. All right? An interesting factor for us that continue to literally put our lives on the line to fight for this, and I went through so many security in the streets in Manhattan, so many more security in the line at the UN, and more security on the inside. It was incredible. And part of that is because of all the wars that are going on. And so even when I sat out along the water and enjoyed the sunshine for a little break between sessions, there was still security even on the water. I recognized after a while why they were out there, the way that they were out there, because in my mind I was seeing you know, folks fishing and shrimping. Like, my mind was already on the Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival. that's coming up October 25th at Hunting Island Nature Center. I was already seeing my brothers from the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association and my sisters from the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association out there in the water. So it took a minute for me to bring myself to where I really was and recognize that, no, 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 those are police boats. Those are Coast Guard boats. Those are other types of boats that have guns on them that are out there in the water and why do they have to militarize this because you have people inside this international venue talking about fighting for tradition fighting for culture fighting for land without having a capitalistic viewpoint on what they're fighting for but having a passion for protecting This culture of the world, these cultures of the world, these peoples of the world, their languages, their food ways, their spiritual practices, and so forth, that have all grown from the soil of various lands. And here it is that many of those lands are polluted by corporations is another point that continued to be brought up by the grassroots leaders that were there, by the chiefs and so forth that were there, by the people who have been displaced from lands are fighting not to be in the world right now. There's so much pollution, and here we are. I get back to South Carolina, and something that I was horrified by many years ago, prayed against, and then the next, Within the next couple of days that I prayed against the U.S. administration talking about doing oil drilling along the southeastern coast, which would be the Gullah Geechee Nation's coastline, here came this oil bubbling up all along the Gulf, the most horrific thing for us to see next to the deaths of people in a hurricane we saw. And I said, wow, wow. Then my prayers were answered that this discussion to do this here had stopped. Then I started hearing about wind crop, offshore wind being an alternative way for us to have utilities and power and various things here. And now we're back to people now needing to sue so that they do not drill for oil off of our coast, that the federal government to leave that alone again. Who's behind it is corporations talking to folks on Capitol Hill saying this is another way to make some money, and that is what is at hand. And then when they kill your community, they cannot revive it. When they kill your community, they cannot revive it. When they kill your community, they cannot revive it. That which is dead does not come back to life. So while we still have life within the Gullah Geechee Nation, we have to keep breathing our breath of life into it, keep the body strong, keep the mind strong, and keep things like this further pollution of our coast away. We've had enough environmental damage with this overbuilding along the coast to the point where now we have open land trust in various places here in South Carolina. We've been the lead on that. We have a number of other states now trying to look at what we did So they can try to see what they can do, but we need to take a serious consideration here. I see the Sopolo now is trying to redo agriculture there. These are things that when people were told to keep it, they didn't. So now people want to return to it. And so this is stuff that we need to pass on. And so part of the issue of not being able to continue some of it are the laws. Laws have stopped some communities from even having livestock or planting certain things or planting it in their traditional fashion. Other things is the equipment that it takes to farm and to maintain the land mass or to do restoration projects, like when you see the photos of us on Gullah Geechee Nation, uh, Facebook fan page or Instagram, and we're out there doing oyster shell rebuilds and so on and using oyster castles. Those things require money. So one of the other things that was brought up at this indigenous conference was the fact that indigenous peoples do not have the budgetary support. And that if the international community is serious about keeping these cultures alive, then you would not just talk about it, but as we would say, be about it. And that means literally put your money where your mouth is. So there needs to be some budgetary support provided as well, because in every community, there is still abuses being suffered by the indigenous people, many at the hands of these other corporations, many at the hands of the governing state, meaning their local state and federal government of the U.S., uh, in this case, participating and making laws so that they can continue to inflict human rights abuses upon the community. It was also brought up many times that what has to happen is you no longer respect commissions and other things established by a federal government over a group of indigenous people. The indigenous people have the right to self-select. So just as I was elected and our Wisdom Circle Council of Elders was chosen, our Assembly of Representatives was put in place, these were self-selection processes. This was not something where someone from some other place and another government says, well, we're going to commission these group of people, and most of those people are not even Gullah and then say, well, they're going to set up, you know, management plans to manage y'all like we're some kind of a company that needs management or some types of creatures um, that you train, like Pavlov's dogs, but that you actually want to have the people lead themselves, empower themselves, which is what this month is supposed to be about, is so the Gullah Geechee people will be empowered to sustain and maintain their own culture. They can only do this when other barriers are not put before them, like the exploitation There is a CDC down in Jacksonville calling themselves the Gullah Geechee Nation CDC. They're not the Gullah Geechee Nation CDC. That was a ploy that was set up by somebody else. The Gullah Geechee Nation has nothing to do with that CDC. So these are the kinds of ploys that were set up so that then people could attempt to channel to $3 through a group, but then cause confusion so that the people don't really know who the real leaders are. So if you continue to disrespect the self-governance of the indigenous, that does not then reflect that you want those indigenous groups to continue. Because when you're dealing with people who know nothing of the culture, how can they be the ones to keep an indigenous language going? How can they be the one to keep traditional knowledge going? This is not the life they live. It's not their tradition, especially if they have been assimilated or never were part of that culture to begin with, but were simply other people of African descent that now saw a way to make money from a thing. So if that means also selling a community out to a corporation coming in to build something, that's what has happened over and over time here. And then when you have activists, and there's a history of activists, lawyers, and others who were murdered, along the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast. And many people have told me for many years, many elders were very panicked when I was doing the work with the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition initially, and especially when I got elected because I became even more of a public figure. They were very panicked that I would be the next one murdered because they know that these different government entities, they want to fund groups that will confuse the issue. They'll do things with the media to try to get them not to write stories like our local paper in Beaufort County never covered the fact that I was at the UN thank God for the Charleston Chronicle that they did because that is a real Gullah Geechee on paper and so here it is that you will have people come after you in order to stop you and this was brought up specifically the quote was self-determination cannot be achieved if indigenous land is militarized and grassroots organizations are intimidated and exterminated end quote and I appreciated when this was mentioned from the floor because we've seen the attempt to try to stop the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We've seen the attempts to intimidate various people in the leadership of the Gullah Geechee Nation, but they had the wrong group of people to attempt to intimidate. But we've had other people who were intimidatable that then turned against me turned against various others and would never be seen in public saying they support the work we do, but would turn around and be paid to go somewhere and do something according to a script they're given and say it's Gullah So these folks are not dealing with these greater issues that are internationally connected to a variety of peoples who are dealing with the exact same issues over and over, which leads to genocide. And one of the ways we wanted to stop these genocidal attacks against us, the way that we wanted to protect our land, our territory, and resources, which was mentioned over and over, that these are all these issues that indigenous people are dealing with, was by self-determination. And as was mentioned from the floor, of the UN, self-determination is an incremental pro- progress. And that is what we have made. We would not have the opposition that we have to the Gullah Geechee Nation. We would not have the opposition to me being a chiefess and a head of state. We would not have the opposition to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and our effort for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund if we hadn't made any progress already. If we hadn't made progress, there would be no resistance, and there would be nobody else trying to duplicate, mimic, make parallel groups, Um, even forming nonprofits and having the audacity to put the word coalition in the name when that's not even a big southern thing to do. Um, So it's very interesting because they're looking for channels to send money through so that people can, again, dress up in costume and sing and dance while you lose your individual land rights, your collective land rights, your community living. And one of the things that was brought up is the fact that land rights, Individual land rights, not the collective ones, but the individual land rights causing confusion and then furthering the human rights abuses. Because many of you know that even within the South, land rights and all of this is a very touchy issue. Because when you start to talk about that, then everybody wants to decide how it should or shouldn't be used, and people want to protect their individual piece of property. So you get into what they call property rights disputes, and that goes all the way back to the Civil War in the United States. Okay, so now as part of those land rights issues become land use issues. And so what was also brought up was that we need to protect grazing and hunting land and coastal waters. Once again, I saw the Gullah Geechee hunting clubs. I saw the Gullah Deer drivers. I saw the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association and our advocacy movement all in one file suit when that statement was made on the floor of the United Nations. Now, one of the big issues is that, People have made a lot of empty promises, as was said there. There are laws that were signed, and indigenous people look at the laws, but then there's no implementation because then there's problems for implementation after the fact. There are agencies within each country that want to come in and once they hear, well, this is a sacred ground or this is a particular coastal waterway or this is an area that's still healthy and the climate change hasn't damaged it, they want to use eminent domain and come in and take an area and then make it a national park. And again, this is why this statement of free prior consent needs to be in place because you're going to take from the people who live on the land the most fertile parts of their land and turn it into something for the general public and then have your governance happen from a different government other than that of the territorial leaders the unexploited territorial leaders the uncorrupted territorial leaders the ones that's not in the pocket of some other major country that's not selling out their people We need to respect the social organization and the diversity of the groups. The linguistic diversity in particular was what was brought up, and that does stand out when it comes down to time to negotiate things between the community and various levels of government and various levels of law. And in the case of the land, When you go into talking about the social organization and their linguistic diversity, these contracts, these treaties, these transfers of land are not usually in the native language of the people. It's usually in one of what's called, quote, the major languages of the world, end quote. So, how do some of the traditionalists even know what that document says, if they get a document at all? Because most of what is discussed at the UN, and many of you who watch Gullah Geechee TV have seen the episode before, and you can go to YouTube and Google Queen Quentin Land Grabs, Queen Quentin Land, and you will also find it or go to Gullah TV, and you will find an episode before when I was at the UN, and there was an extensive discussion about land grabs in this particular circle of discussion, a much smaller room, much smaller arena, to really get down to the heart of the matter of the land grabs that were taking place in Africa. And so when we start talking about land grabs and we talk about displacement in the case of the Gullah Geechee Nation, one of the critical things that was mentioned from the Florida UN was there should be compensation and redress for the illegally taken land. And so I know many people say, well, that's what a lot of Native American groups have been fighting for for years, have they ever gotten the money? Well, many of y'all might not know, the so-called five civilized tribes at one point had money and it was an account, and then something happened with the National Park Service and some money was missing that should have been there to the tune of a few million dollars. And that was a big to-do for a minute. But again, not broadcast nationally, not addressed nationally, even though that's taxpayers' money and we all should have known what happened to it. And why was it removed out their account without their knowledge? So, again, that compensation and redress, if money was provided, and I know some African-Americans are saying, oh, so that's almost like reparations. In in essence, it is. If that were provided, it has to be done within an institutional framework, and an institutional framework requires the governance of the traditionalists. It does not require the people who are paying the money to tell you who also should have access to the account. So here we have an issue. And let me make it very clear to any of you listening that may have assumed that the Gullah Geechee Nation got $10 million because you heard or you read the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Act that was signed back in 2006 that said that over a 10-year period that there would be $1 million per year Issued, No such money has ever been issued, and the several million dollars that have been spent was spent on meetings just for the creation of a general management plan for the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor. That money did not reach Gullah Geechee's. That money did not come to Gullah Geechee's at all. And so don't think that there's any precedent that has been set when we start talking about any kind of compensation. So I want to clear that up right up front so in case anybody, you don't have to bother to email me to ask me a question later. I'm letting you know right now. There was never any money, and even if there was, it was for National Heritage Area, which is run by, the fed, by a body created by the U.S. federal government, not the Gullah Geechee Nation and not Native Gullah Geechies themselves. There's very few Native Gullah Geechies that were on the commission that formed that National Heritage Area. And so here it is that... The same thing comes up that became the mission statement that came out of the Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor when we decided to make the mission statement say that we wanted to have this national heritage area be the place in which Gullah Geechee would be empowered to sustain their own culture. An interesting point from the floor of the U.N., was that indigenous communities must be empowered to steward their own natural resources. As you heard at the top of this show, and you've heard on numerous broadcasts before, in the Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration, the mission itself, all right, is that we want we have the rights necessary to accomplish our mission and take care of our community through collective efforts we will provide for a healthy environment. All right as well as the care for the well-being of each person and economic empowerment. When you steward your own natural resources, your environment will be healthy because since you live there in those resources, your life depends on that. And you can economically empower yourself through it. One of the examples of doing so is why we have the Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival every two years. We have it at Hunting Island Nature Center on the water where the pier is, where the water is, so that we can also demonstrate some of the traditional knowledge that we have. I speak, I present each year, not only because I'm a founding member of that organization and secretary of it still, but also because I want you to recognize that our traditional language still exists and is still in use. So, hona people are cracking deep like I share one, hona And so here it is that it shows a living example of how, as they said from the UN floor, along with grassroots efforts, top-down government guidelines must be to, must take place, top-down. So the grassroots effort comes up, the government part comes down. That's what the National Heritage Area was to do, not be a usurp- usurping of any of the human rights or any of the things the Gullah Geechee Nation does. It was not to try to set up a new government. It was not to set up new leadership. It was not supposed to set up little groups of people meeting here and yon to say this is what needs to be done. It wasn't to form fake uh, CDCs and name it with Gullah Geechee Nation in it or any such thing. It was supposed to be an effort where the grassroots would meet the government. And then it would be a process of the people themselves having to wear it all to keep alive the heritage of the National Heritage Area, which runs through the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida. Okay? And, in fact, with the Heritage Area, it's been extended down St. Augustine because of Fort Mose. So now... The thing is, is once again, as they said from the UN floor, people have to move from normative discussion to action. And that is what you call implementation. When you begin to implement true empowerment, that's when it's a move to action. So you've gotten beyond just having normative discussion. And so when we get past that and we move to action, then you should be moving in a way that anything you, quote, develop, end quote, must respect the culture. That was said so many times I couldn't count it. Development must respect the culture. You also end up at a point where if you're respecting the culture, there's no way that you shouldn't have food security for the people who are living the culture because their resources are protected and their resources are healthy, that you would recognize and respect, as I said before, their social organization, and their linguistic diversity, so that as they're there working amongst each other, they speak their own language, they pass on their own traditions, and they do it in a balanced way with the earth. That was what all the indigenous people had in common. The main point was that there's no planet B. There's no planet B. The planet that we have is earth, and it's the only one you're going to get to live on. You can't jump ship. So why would you not go ahead? And then look at those who've lived in balance with the resources on the earth all this time. Here we go back to traditional knowledge because that traditional knowledge kept the healing energies going on the earth before. And so here it is that, as was said, nearing the end of the entire session, after the main paper to accept all of the things that now we need to go forward with with a plan of action, with plans of implementation, they stated that there's a tipping point of continuation as unique peoples. And I agree with that because there are so many countries that stood up to say how they wanted, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, to now recover the indigenous languages and recover the traditional knowledge they were trying to recover it because they had just about annihilated it they displaced their people they forced assimilation on people they jailed people they abused people just like here Corporal punishment was issued at missionary schools like Penn School, where the Heritage Day celebration is held now, and now they want to you know, uplift Gullah Geechee culture. Why? Because Gullah Geechee's had the will to survive all of that tragedy. But there are many who are psychologically traumatized. They cannot speak Gullah to this day because of what they went through at the hands of people at missionary schools, at the hands of people at public schools because of the psychological damage that was done. And so now in these other countries, now that they realize that that cookie-cutter world is not what people want, and they feel like there's still economic disparities and economic upheaval globally, there's climate change globally, that, oh, my God, the sky is falling, attitude is there, what do we do? Go back to those who were here first, those who lived from the land first, those who were here before your laws even were written down. Find out what they know. Now, you can only survive with all of us and then run back and try it because it ain't going to work for you. You have to get it from the traditionalists who live it. They know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it and they know when to do it and if they're smart enough, they're not going to tell you what order to do it it. But they'll do it themselves. And the healing can begin. The healing in which the people themselves are empowered to keep their language, their land, their traditions, and most of all, what empowers Gullah Geechis to keep who we be is our spirituality. So when I look at our flag as a Gullah Geechee nation and see we be Gullah Geechee anointed people, and I look at a document in an international arena, and I'm there for it to get voted in, and I've been there for so many now, and I've been at the White House when documents like the America's Great Outdoors is signed into law. It's an honor-filled moment, but it was a shouting time for me when folks started applauding in the U.N. when this was accepted to go forth because Everything that was being addressed in that arena was already covered in the Gullah Geechee Nation Constitution, 21 pages deep, 21 pages long, however you want to put it. Every aspect language, education, land protection, economic empowerment, all of these things were already covered 13 years ago, 2001. When the Gullah Geechee Nation's leaders, the visionaries, the traditionalists came forth at Sullivan's Island with a completed constitution, thank God for Dr. Yusuf and Clyde, God bless the dead, who was a leader in making sure that everything we wrote in that constitution was also sectioned off and would be appropriate in any international arena and could stand up to constitutions around the world, stand with them. So now to sit with other leaders of the world, presidents and heads of state, grassroots leaders. I don't know if any other queens were there. It wasn't introduced to any. I know that there were chiefs there. To sit with them and to hear each speech that's done, and I could just simply put the word Gullah Geechee in front of, Gullah Geechee, in the middle of, Gullah Geechee, in any part of what was said, and also go to a section of our Constitution and point out and say, here, right here, this is what we're doing. This is what we've been doing for 14 years and what we want to keep on doing for we to be here. And so it is about the will of the people. I agree wholeheartedly. Self-determination is an incremental process and it's incremental progress. I agree wholeheartedly. And so... Progress is forward movement, and that is why there needs to be a leader. When you go forward, you want to know where to go. You let the one who can see, a.k.a. the visionary, look and see where you are to go. But it's best to go when it's divinely timed to make the move. Many nations over the history of the world have fallen because someone's ego led them as opposed to God leading. So that's why I'm proud to say we be going to get you anointed people and our anointing comes from God Almighty because it's only God that could have orchestrated this so successfully, so wonderfully, so peacefully in an international arena such that the mission, the goals, the very constitution of my people would jump off the page and be before my eyes as I listen to all these words in this arena. And then for me to have this vehicle by which to share with you during Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month what this is all about, who we be down here. And so, once again, I think it not robbery for me to share Another part of the Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration before closing the show tonight. And these are the goals. And this Gullah Geechee Nation Declaration was presented to the world literally and figuratively on July 2nd, 2000 at Sullivan's Island, South Carolina, in Charleston County, which is now the Gullah Geechee Nation, part of the Gullah Geechee Nation. As we are the authentic, original Gullah Geechee Nation with direct linkage to our ancestral legacy, we stand as custodians of Gullah Geechee culture and protectors of our human rights. Henceforth, being the only and true keepers of the Gullah Geechee cultural legacy, upon us falls the responsibility to promote in an accurate and positive manner all aspects of Gullah Geechee culture by emanating knowledge and healing souls. This process, is guided through the release of the full story of the four parents of Gullah Geechee ancestral souls and the wisdom of our elders. We intend to protect the development and construction of Gullah Geechee culture through the establishment of appropriate institutions and law by the exercise of our human rights. Presently, this is being achieved through and during conferences, workshops, festivals, and other celebrations of culture and the continuation of oral tradition, living history, crafts, skills, and reconnection to the soil. The establishment of this constitution will guarantee the continuation by the exercise of our minority right to self-determination. We will link with organizations, other nations, and institutions that are contributing positively to the cultivation of our nation, ensuring that those connections are carried out with dignity and honor. In the tradition of our foreparents, we will record in written form our story as a living testament to our Gullah Geechee legacy. We will also broaden our continuum through the use of electronic and video and audio means of documentation. Through the exercise of our human minority rights, we will be the keepers of this material as we accept the responsibilities of defining ourselves and our ancestors. We will preserve, maintain, and reclaim all elements of our homeland, which will forever be our base of existence as we carry out these goals. With these goals in mind, Gullah Geechee Peoples, take formal recognition of their nation and their human right to self-determination within the context of their minority governance rights and thereby the Gullah Geechee Wisdom Circle by its hand, spirit and soul undertakes the task of creating and ratifying the first constitution of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Declaration, the Gullah Geechee leaders at that time, myself, the Wisdom Circle Council of Elders set out, we worked, we labored over a document that became the Gullah Geechee Nation Constitution. That Constitution was actually created in Savannah, Georgia, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. It was a blessed day. It was a Our Story Making day. And then to be all these years later in position to say that not only was something written, but that you could see the manifestations of what was written, is a blessing. So to have read and to continue to read through the document that was just approved at the United Nations for Indigenous People and to have been one in the number to be there for that approval process, I'm now ready for us to go forward as nations of the world, as states, to stand together, to work together, Chile, to ensure that that document becomes a living one as well to see the implementation of the very words that are on the page, to see them also jump out in front of my face and before my eyes and take life form, and for me to be able to point to it and say, look, you're chilling, look what a going on and things like that. Remember that deal when we have been a show tradition? And see, it's here now. And so that future world conferences of indigenous peoples will only be held to show one another how blessed our lands are how our youth are continuing the traditions and the culture, and how we can be going on. So before I close out this Gullah Cultural Heritage Awareness Month and it's Black History Month in England, and I'm going there to celebrate there as well, before I close out this broadcast tonight, I would like to open up the phone lines. I want to thank the guests that are in the chat room, tanky-tanky. I also want to thank all of the listeners who download this show each and every week to your iPods, your tablets, your computers. We have a massive number of you that can't listen live for whatever reason, but you keep up with the archive shows, and they are still out there permanently for free. If you go to iTunes and type in Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio and subscribe, you will get the episodes each and every week when they come out. As soon as I go off the air, they become available for you to download. And so you can also always come to blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-E-C-H-E-E, there is no I, and Geechee, and make sure to download the broadcast as well and share because I know there's a lot of information I gave you tonight and a lot more to come. If there's something that you want to share tonight, if anyone's listening that wants to call in, the call lines are open at 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. We also want you to be well aware, I've mentioned it a couple of times during the broadcast, that our next big event for the Gullah Geechee Nation is the Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival. We opened up this month with celebration with just one testify, a Gullah Geechee conversation. That was at Scott's Grand as part of Moja celebration in North Charleston, and it was power-filled. It was power-filled. It was truly a wonderful evening. It was a Gullah Geechee reunion for true, massive crowd, standing room only, Very powerful. We salute everybody in the cast. We salute our official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, for their continued efforts, their continued works. And, of course, hats off to the playwright, Elder Carly Town. It was a wonderful evening. I just enjoyed being there for the fellowship more than anything else and being able to see and share with the family. And truly, the stars were out. Okay, there were a number of well-known Gullah Geechies from the Charleston area that were there and were in that audience, and so that was truly a blessing. So, Sister Regina, keep up the work up there. Scotch Grand will be coming back doing some more things up there to support her company as well. So if you're going to be in that North Charleston area, please go by. And so we start off the month shouting. We plan for of month shouting right there from the Crick Show at Hunting Island Nature Center from noon to six. Saturday, October the 25th, the final Saturday of this month, you can come out to the Hunting Island Nature Center, and this way you not only will just get to eat food, we will have music playing and all that, we will also have a number of our healers that will be out there that will be set up with various herbal teas and other natural products, and we will be showing a film called Come Hell or High Water that addresses the same kind of things we're dealing with here in the Gullah Geechee Nation and that was dealt with at this World Conference of Indigenous People, but dealing with African Americans on Turkey Creek over in Mississippi and how they are being displaced and they are fighting back against the displacement using every tool that they can to make sure they hold on to this community that was formed way before any of these other urban developments, as they call them, that are there now in the airport and so forth came in to encroach upon them. We'll also have artists... Sandra Renee Smith, who's going to be featured there. If you didn't get to meet her or pick up her art at our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival in Charleston, well, here she is. She's going to be right at home. We're going to have the first-time art at the beach as part of the Gullah Geechee Seafood Festival. So she will be there with artwork, various things in various price ranges. Um, so you can have a big, thick checkbook, but you don't have to, and you can take home a beautiful piece. That focuses on the water, because as we believe the water to bring we are, the water going to take we back, and so admission is free. you can bring your fishing gear, you can bring your bathing gear because even though the temperatures dropped the last couple of nights, it's going back up to eighty degrees in the next couple of days, so it's very likely it could be eighty something degrees when you get here for the seafood festival on the twenty fifth bring out your crabbing gear, bring your rod and reel, you bring your cast net or any of the above and you could also just bring your beach shoes and your family, come out with an open mind and open spirit, learn the traditions, see what we're fighting to hold on to and understand why we are fighting to hold on to the Gullah Geechee land and legacy and why we are not only just doing this locally but internationally and why we continue to ensure that our voice is heard around the world but who we be and thing like that so the you it and thing like that we and we and so we definitely want you to plan so that you can make it out to these Two bookend events, if you didn't make it last week to Charleston, you got one more to go on the other end of the book, which is the go to get your Seafood Fest, two different parts of South Carolina, and smack in the middle of it. Make sure that you support SICARS, the Sapelo Island Cultural and Revitalization Society, for their annual event, which is a big fundraiser for them on Sapelo Island, Georgia, October the 18th. We will continue to repost the poster for it so that you know you've got to get those in advance, you got to get to that ferry early. There's a couple of ferries that go back and forth. That these aren't huge, huge ferries. So I advise you get there early and be planning to be there all day. This ain't a situation where you can drive on and off. So once on a day, there, you go stay there, okay? Until it's time to go back. It work with the tides. So that's coming up October the 18th. So we have an entire month that you can physically come here to the Gullah Gisha Nation, meet us work with us, learn from us, and see the traditionalists actually do what they do. And yeti, who we be, from we, for true, And so definitely I'm Queen Quet. I'm Chief Justice and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, but also proud to be the founder of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. And once again, as I encouraged you earlier, Please support the al Alkebulan Archive by making a donation this month of archival supplies. We need everything. We need boxes, we need poster covers, we need encapsulation machines, we need more digitizing machines, we need more backup drives, Mac formatted backup drives, in other words, external drives, preferably GRED, and we also take WD. Um, so we need you to support. By giving this month, which is National Archives Month, a number of archival companies are out there having sales and discounts. You can go in there and order anything for books, posters, anything like that, to hold papers in, acid free boxes. You can just ship them to us, and that's fine. Or you can make a financial donation. Again, go click on the Gullah Geechee Nation. Facebook fan page, the Give button is right there. You can go to Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition Facebook fan page, the Give button is right there, or go to Gullah Geechee.net, and you'll see our Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund link is there as well. And if you want to follow me and things like that, then make sure you follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H. G E E C H E E. As one want to know who we to be and what going on down here upon the sea, follow we at Gullah Geechee. And so definitely you can also follow our blog at www.gullagichination.com. There's going to be a number of blogs coming up the rest of this month about our story and who we be and this journey, even into international law arena and furthering our self-determination of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So for all the Hunter Chillin', what a support we for Mm -hmm. making sure that you still deal with we and tune in to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We say, thank you, thank you. God bless Hunter Chillin'. This year, the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, so glad he hunter tuning in one more again to We Station. Hunter chillin', enjoy Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. Stick with we chillin'. The shouting in for us really get going yet. And when it do, oh it going be a time. Peace and blessings.